Is it for real? We used to love it, then we watch it now. We don't know if we like it. Is it for real? <laughs> You're listening to Is It, is it, it for real? real? This is Philip and Katie and Bridget. And uh, this week uh, was my pick, and I may have weddings on the brain because I have one coming up in a few months. Mm-hmm. Um, but I chose uh, the 1997 Julia Roberts, Dermot McDermott, <laughs> and yes. Rupert, Rupert McRover. Out Classic. My best friend's wedding. And uh, today we have our, a nice intro coming in hot from Ooh. the nation's <laughs> capital, nice. uh, Ron G, to tell us about my best friend's wedding. Here is where you all have to do my best friend's wedding. I saw it with my best friend, and at the ripe old age of 17, we decided that we would have a similar pact, that if neither of us were married by 30, we would marry each other. Well, her wedding shower was on my 30th birthday, and I'm 40 and single. (laughs) Sure, Julia Roberts plays a total sociopath with her character, Julianne, But the movie winks at her craziness a few times through Rupert Everett's character, George, who is an insider to Julianne's weak hold on reality. So I think it still holds up. And talk about the soundtrack, the random sing-along scene, a chase sequence, that lobster, and the quotables just keep coming. I've got moves you've never seen is used by me on a daily basis. And that's why My Best Friend's Wedding is one of my favorite movies. (gasps) That's awesome. So cute. Nice. That's amazing. It has me thinking. I didn't um uh Ron G, correct? That's right. I know a couple of Ron G's. Um, and so it had me his intro had me thinking about like, have I made a pact with that with somebody? Have you guys made a pact like that? I think I had made a few unofficial mm. <laughs> a pacts at one yeah. point. I had now, I- yeah. Yeah, I had a three-way pact uh, oh. with a couple of Peace Corps friends. <laughs> I mean, we were going to do a three-way first, and then we were going to all start a family together. Uh, but, and I won't use this as my dumber, but it was going to be, is that it wasn't set for 28 years old, which 28? is just freaking dumb. Yeah. I think yeah. I had one. When Ron said that, I did have a flashback on my, um, uh, in tennis in college, I had it with, my friend, um, I won't say his name, but he also like, I think later, um, he, he, we're both queer, but we didn't necessarily like identify as that at, at the time. So maybe that was mm-hmm. part of what that pact was about, but I'm thinking it was, it was 35, which felt like, yeah, sure. 35, 28 is bananas. <laughs> That's yeah. like well, what people can- in medieval yeah. times would do as a pact, yeah. you know, and we're going to his... die at 34. So I could have sworn it was 30. I could have sworn this movie, which also seems crazy young, but I, yeah. 28 is such a strange number to even decide on. But 1997 was the medieval times. Let's right. be honest. That's true. It's <laughs> true. probably true. Let's get into our levels. Yeah. All right. Um, so I'll go first since I chose this. My level is going to be Kimmy, Kimmy. Um, because it's yes. very subtle, but I in the in the bathroom mm-hmm. at at the Cubs Stadium or the White Sox, the I think White Sox, but I don't know. White yeah. Sox. Yeah. When Julie Roberts is looking for Kimmy, there is a woman who's <laughs> echoing her. It's like I don't know how that woman. But anyway, Kimmy, Kimmy? I say that Kimmy? all the time. I've that is one of my favorite things. I've seen this movie a lot. Mm. Um, this is the first time though I've watched it 
as as probably like a later in my adult's life. Uh, and I do have some new feelings about it, but um, I wanted to watch this because I loved this movie. I loved the relationship between Julia Roberts and Dermot McDermott. Like, I just <laughs> thought that they were so, I was like, I had a lot of male friendship, male, female friendships like that, where it was like flirty and, uh, mm-hmm. and should we not? And anyway, I just, I always liked this movie. And now I have very different feelings about Julia mm. Roberts and <laughs> Dermot Mulroney's characters. I, I'll make, I'll make my level um, <laughs> happy endings because I remember seeing this movie uh, in the theater. I think I was probably 16 or 17 as well, maybe 17. And um, my friend's mother had seen it and told her that like, it's a really great movie and it actually has a really nice, like happy ending. And so like, that's what we thought going into it. And for us as teenagers, it was not a happy ending. Like, and I remember walking out being like, what? <laughs> like, um, and now when rewatch, it's so different. And um, so I, I, I saw it originally in the theater and I've, I think I haven't, se- I, I saw it like maybe a couple of years ago in the background. And so I've probably seen it like once or twice since seeing it, but I remember really liking it. And I remember finding it really funny like I do I would argue it's 1997 I argue that there is some breakthrough comedic moments in this movie like the way that some lines are delivered the way that some concepts are delivered actually Rupert Everett on its own yeah I think he's a little breakthrough so anyway I just remember I just remember really liking that I'm loving Rupert Everett yeah oh yeah uh, I've definitely seen this movie a few times. My level is just going to be karaoke because that's like the the scene that was sort of ingrained in me. I don't know why, but if like you had asked me to like remember a scene, it would be like, oh, she was told. Mm. I think it's because it became my mantra yeah. for karaoke is like, it doesn't matter how bad you are. Just go in it with like gumption and yeah. the whole crowd will always get behind you. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very true for karaoke. And I think, you know, that's what she did in this. Um, I haven't seen it, you know, for many, 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 many years, but I saw it like once or twice when it first came out. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's June. Um, Happy Pride Month, everyone. Oh, yeah. And not that we've had a few films from our past that had openly gay characters in them, but not many. And so... Not, Rupert, not as celebrated as George, probably. No, George is a celebrated gay character. He's multidimensional. He's yep. got his own life. Right. Like, um, I, for you know, I'm not saying he, he there should be awards given for like gay representation in this movie, but it's still, I think, for the time, pretty oh, yeah. Yeah. Pro- progressive in terms of representation. He's certainly the winner of this film. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, yeah. I, and, I, and the film puts him there. Yeah. So. He's the most, he's the smartest, most level headed, yeah. has his life together. Yeah. And totally. it's not about him being gay. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. Oh. Yep. So yeah, Julia Roberts is 30 when this movie is made, by the way, you guys. And being a 40-year-old now, that just blows my mind. Because how brave of her to play 28. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. I know and- it does blow my mind. How old? I actually didn't look it up. How old is Rupert Everett? He's a little older, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's probably like 35 or something. Yeah. God. Dermot Mul- Mulroney is like 34, 35. Mm, okay. Well playing sense cameron diaz however is 23 or 4 yeah baby playing 20 yeah and you guys were were chat were laughing about the getting married when you're 28 packed but i'm like 
20? She's 20. She's a child. She can't even yeah. drink. I mean, she does at the bar. I mean, she I just know. served. I mean, like, well, what a conflict that would present. But she's not supposed to be 20 in this movie, right? Yeah, I think she I thought, is. She's is a junior it? in college. I, I, I'm i pretty sure. I thought it was architecture 20. school. I thought she was in grad school. No, no. I think she's an undergrad. She's an undergrad. She's 20. It's oh. nuts. Yeah, they say it. She's 20. They say 20. <laughs> it's no, I just have to change. It's it's more I had some opinions on her schooling choices and stuff like oh. that. Oh. It, no. I, they don't change, but we'll we'll talk yeah. about that later. We'll talk yeah. about so we we have the opening credits, which is uh, a wishing and hoping full song of that yeah. whole song repeated. I really, <laughs> really thought they were going to do more with this or they just thought like this is enough. You know, I felt like this girl was the sister from 16 Candles. Yeah. That just- talked her way into getting a full music video <laughs> what is going on like i kept on thinking there'd be some surprise too and i'm like oh no. it's just a saccharine take on this and did you guys read the trivia that like the dress is the same that um jennifer aniston wore in friends like when she's when introduced she as rachel mm-hmm. i did not when she's the bride i think because she's introduced no. oh, on right. friends as like the runaway bride essentially yeah did you guys oh. watch the friend did you guys watch the friends reunion no. But like a third of it, Nora was I heard, watching it. I so. heard from one Nora L that it was great, but not it was fine, but not great. So I if you like Friends, if it means anything in. to you, then you'll enjoy it. I thought, you know, yeah, there was some cool like back, yeah, like the whole thing with Joey dislocating his shoulder and stuff like yeah. that. That was fun. Yeah, there were some oh. fun moments. So um, we get introduced to Julianne Jules, as she's known, um, as, as in her role as a food critic. Mm-hmm. One of those jobs that, once again, is just overrepresented in oh. cinema. Like art, yes. skyscraper architects and food mm-hmm. critics are like yes. 90% of rom com yeah. uh, careers. It's basically, the cast of Friends. It's yeah. like whatever jobs they have, forget it. Paleontologist, mm-hmm. come on. And yeah, the fact that like Jules and then her best friend and he's like this like freelance sort of like baseball reporter and you're like, how are you surviving? Like, how do you get to be a food critic at 28 where people are just like, oh my God, you know everything about everything. And then also I had a question about like, you know, when food critics go to restaurants, do they... I'm just going off of like the episode of Bob's Burgers, but like, do they tell them that they're coming? Like, aren't you supposed to be kind of like more low key than that? And if they show up, like if you know who they are, you don't know that they're showing up that day. Right. I think it depends. Sometimes there's things that are surprises and sometimes it's, it's very well planned and executed with like a public relations expert. Like we don't frequently have secret theater critics come to to where I work. It's very, organized we want them to come Mm. to a specific night there's press packets it's like so they can do an official review and sometimes when a restaurant opens they do an official review okay yeah so maybe that's what's going on but i also read like a snippet of uh i think it was like the new york times food critic is that he would sometimes wear fake beards and stuff like that to try to like yeah right yeah Mm -hmm. Like secret shoppers. I'm very yeah. intrigued by that idea. <laughs> that was always a thing when I was a waiter. Like, I think it was just the managers telling <laughs> right. us this thing. Anybody's it's all made a up. secret shopper. Yeah. Anybody. Treat them all like that. Screw you, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> it's made up. <laughs> yeah, Brad. I had, a friend, I had a friend that got fired because there was like somebody from, I guess, the corporate office of a famous Mexican food chain that- um, Chi-Chi's? 
No, no. Good guess, Leo though. Bravo? I mean, I don't know why I said that, right? Like, now you're just going to guess it, and then I'm going to have to say yes or no or liar. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why I spe- scratch like, them like, from being our sponsor. Yeah, I know. It was, like, unnecessary uh, specificity. But this person came in with a fake ID, but the person was, like, kind of, like, clearly over 21, but the ID wasn't. And, like, I guess she carded him and looked at it but didn't, like, kind of just, like, glanced at it because – um right you know really he looks unfair. so much clearly it does doesn't it and then she's yeah. fired kind of crazy uh, right so Ju- julia is there with her her friend who we learn is rupert everett mm-hmm. uh whose name amazing. is george yeah amazing he was and so dashing oh my goodness so dashing Ooh. i know and we learned that julia's giant cell phone or jules giant cell phone she gets a voicemail from her, oh my Mike, gosh, her Michael. That's what she calls him. She's a giant cell phone in like a tiny vest. <laughs> also, like in 1997, my, I don't know if you guys had a cell phone then, but the nope. bill would have been oh yeah, ordinary, astronomical. Like we we had like a bag phone food critic. We had like a bag phone for yeah. our family that was like right. I don't know a suitcase <laughs> size oh, yeah. phone. Yeah, uh, and we would use it like once a year. Right, because it was like right. don't use this unless there's an emergency. Yes. Unless you know. I but know. I definitely remember that very specific case that fit over like a bendy phone. Um, so Michael, you know, she's she's there's there's some expositional moments in this movie, but mm. this is where we learned that she and Michael had hooked up at one point, but it never really worked out, and that he's in Chicago and he's he really wants to see you. And she she says to Rupert Everett, he's like you, but straight. So, but it's not true as we learn because. George is great. And yeah, they're nothing like each other. And to be clear, they were together for one month. Correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know, I guess I I'm, I'm scrambling to write this down as my bummer, but like, I'll probably have more bummers. The way she describes becoming best friends with him is like, they're, I want to say Tucson, but Tucson comes into it later. I think he like takes her finger. She describes this pact as like, he, takes out a knife, cuts his finger, grabs her finger, slices it open, and then says, when we're 20, fuck up. This man is dangerous from the beginning. And we learn it from the, before he's even on screen. It's like, this man is a psychopath. They Um, were both on PCP when that happened though. So it's like, no big deal. You guys ever did a blood pact with your friends? Uh, I did younger, much younger, but like, right. Like I feel, but it was consensual. I did it to my, no one grabbed my finger and sliced it open. Insane. There's this Um, weird thing where it's like the things he's doing are romantic or wonderful. And he's, he's kind of a terrible character. I used to think he was great. I mean, he's very handsome. I thought, but he's, but aren't you kind of like, I am bummed in watching this movie at like my 17 year old self thinking this is romance. Yes. Mm -hmm. And he totally fit the bill. Like I felt, I thought I found nothing threatening or like wrong about him. And now I'm watching it. I'm like, this guy's a monster. I know. Same, same, similar. She also mentions at this point that I feel like is like kind of important that she cried at this point. She's talking about them breaking up. And again, I want to reiterate together for a month, Max. So Mm -hmm. let's all digest that. Remember what it was like to have young love. I do. I do. But like, it's just interesting later on, like we'll get into it, but the scene where she's undressing is they talk about it. Like they were together for 10 years or married yeah. or something. And like, of course I can see you naked. It's like, you saw her naked probably oh, three yeah. times. Like, come on. Like, anyway. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. 
But she I definitely says made when, a note of that. Yeah. But she says when they broke up um, that she cried for maybe the third time in her life. So right. I feel like we are just being thrown into she's one of the guys. Like she's a hard she's a baby. She's a robot. <laughs> well, she's and, supposed to be one of the guys. But like, yeah, and that's why it's like now she's so sexy and like Michael can't help himself. But I know. like she's probably just looked the same the entire time. Exactly. And this just in she cries a lot. <laughs> Like if she, that was the third time in her life, we've seen the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth. <laughs> she had an emotional week. Okay, it was rough. When I mean, you're I'll planning you. a wedding in three days and you're just getting a suit tailor the day before your wedding, you have a lot of emotions. Right? I can't. Away. I just cannot wait to get into the timeline. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All She's right. A, so mm-hmm. let's get into it. Jules is at home and she's in her fancy house that she affords as a food critic at 28 in New York. And um, Michael, she calls Michael and he. Has Mm -hmm. to ask her some something and he Mm -hmm. says he's met someone Mm -hmm. and she falls off the bed and she's expecting that he's calling her to cash in on this pact and right i kind of remember that like leading up more but they get into it pretty quick that it's Mm -hmm. like no that's not what it's about he's it's a totally a 180 um well also like like, george had put that in her head a little or like confirmed in in her head good point that's a good point um and I, I, they have this throwaway thing about like how her, you know, her message machine eats messages, which everybody, like people in the nineties love to say that. I'm like, that's not entirely true. Um, but like, that's why he hasn't told her that he's getting married this weekend. Like, right. how good of friends could they possibly exactly. be? Exactly. <laughs> no right. way. I know the whole thing is so far-fetched. It's like, we're best friends. We've been best friends forever. But I didn't tell you about my wedding. I didn't send you an invitation. I didn't send you... Like, these are fancy rich people. They've had yeah. save the dates and engagement parties. And oh. like all It's going to have things. like little cutouts on their invitations. I mean, and this is a two best friends that tell each other each other when they're losing lovers which i just hate right. that phrase like <laughs> did they say that yes they definitely Oof. said it's like oh you know when we've been fired or lost lovers and it's Gross. just oh i just i feel just icky hearing them say oh. that, you know you imagine <laughs> losing lovers so singing yeah. it is fine but saying that i know, is, uh, I know. But this is when we learned that Kimmy is a 20 year old uh, junior at the University of Chicago. And she's rich. And yeah, you know, that we, we start to get the pattern where like Michael says like, oh, here's all the things that Kimmy is that you're not. And this is why we didn't work, Jules, because she'll let me hold her hand in public for like a really long time. For, forever. Forever. And that was such um, an asshole thing to say. Yeah, I mean, he's not. Like, it's just he's not such great. A passive aggressive thing. What he also tells her is like, you have to. I, I haven't told you until now, but you have to come. You have to fly from New York to Chicago right now for my wedding because, quote, if I can't, I'll never get through this day. Right. If I don't have you holding my hand. If that well, is how you feel, you need to call this wedding <laughs> off. What are you talking about? I was so confused of where they are because yeah. the message was, I'm in Chicago. I need to see you. Right. Like, so I was like, oh, her. she must be in Chicago. No. And then yeah. she flies. And I'm like, where the fuck was she? Because it's like. <laughs> she was in New, New York. York right? right. No, she was in New York. But, but it's yes, like, it is why, confusing. I'm in the city. Right. Across, halfway across the country. And it's like, I, I don't know. I it think it's because he's usually me. in like Dillon, Texas, covering the Friday Night Lights game, I suppose. Right. Like he's usually but he's, super off the grid. He's in. Um, major league baseball like 
reporter. Here's I here's the question corner from um uh Cameron T who asks mm-hmm. how did Kimmy and Michael meet if he is just famously always on the road what did they say 51 weeks out of the year or something like how did they date how did they meet like I think they met through the franchise that her father owns which is the White Sox or okay. the Cubs and I'm sure I think, she, I think she was Sox. around and it kind of sounds like it was very fast and like that he fell basically in lust with her and they kiss yeah. a lot. And then he proposed to her while she was getting on, while he was going on a train. I don't even think he wants to get married. Are like, you picking that up? Or that was part, that was in the That's no, part of that the story. Yeah. yeah. He proposed while on a train. He was well, going on a train. He was on the platform out. and he was like going away and he was like, Mara, <laughs> did we see this? No, he, she he tells. He, okay. He says it. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Uh, when he's like in the train station with Julia Roberts towards the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, they, they, she goes to the airport and Julia's smoking cigarettes throughout the whole movie. And um, she gets to Chicago and of course she and Dermot like Dermot run towards each other and they almost kiss. Cause that was straight. I definitely remember that because it was always in the trailer. Right. Mm. Along yeah. with the ruse that um, Rupert Everett was in most of this movie, which is yes, not. yes, good call, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, then quickly she she meets Kimmy and is quickly asked to be the maid of honor right. of this wedding, which I have like fuck off, like be the best man. Who is the best man? Is that child who is exactly the, the brother from So I Married an Axe Murderer, right? I mean, I know he's not, but he basically is. Yeah. And it's just like, I I mean, I kind of enjoyed that, like this young um, best man, but like the, the idea that Cameron Diaz would not have more than one friend that broke her pelvis is nuts. Right. I know. And how do you break your pelvis line dancing? I mean, line dancing is pretty tame. I think that's, that's like a, a, a night gone way wrong. Yeah. But if her best friend was like an 80 year old though. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be no. a no. bad story. That would be bad. That's a bad recovery. What was the movie with Paul Rudd yeah. where it's like he, the best man where he has to like, what is it? Like he's, he's marrying Rashida Jones and he doesn't have any friends. Oh, so he that's has to, uh, I love you, man. I love you, man. Oh. It's, it's kind of like the same conceit of that where it's like, come on, man. Like you don't have but- any friends. But that conceit was that he always had, I mean, they explained it and they did a good job of explaining that, that he always had girlfriends and always got along with like yeah. girls and he never got like guy friends. And there wasn't, they didn't hint at Cameron Diaz only hanging out with guys. No, at all. And I mean, she's right. like 20 at University of Chicago. She has to have friends. Yeah. She's she like an to- amazing, like lovely the most friendliest person that right. I think probably suffers fools very easily. So my guess is that she has a million friends. All her friends, friends died in horrible car crashes <laughs> caused by her. Yeah, maybe <laughs> that's true. Terrible driver. Yeah. I know there's so much. She's intense. I'm not going to make a reference to another movie, but yeah, intense. there's so much far fetched, just exposition and explaining to get to this point. It's like, you here's know. what I'll say though. What I did enjoy is like, she asks, <clears throat> julia roberts to be her maid of honor and julia roberts is like what (laughs) like julia roberts does act like i think ron g said it as well like 
there's somebody that's always acting appalled at what's happening and like kind of grounding it. And those people switch, but there's somebody that's like, this is absurd. So that's kind of nice. Yeah. So Kimmy um, takes her immediately to a bridesmaid's dress fitting um, before anything. Were they just going to go there anyway? I guess so. Um, Yeah. And it's a lavender nightmare of a dress. Mm -hmm. And um, she rips it, of course, because she's giant and she breaks through her dress. I know. (laughs) Julia Roberts is probably like five, five. Yeah. And and tiny. So, um, but of course, like they, they have to fix it. And so she gets on the phone with George and then Michael comes in and sees her in her bra and underwear. She's skimpy bra and underwear. She's five, nine, but yeah. Thank you. Oh, well, that is quite tall. But I mean, she was going to this wedding to break up the wedding. So, you know, she's bringing her a game underwear. <laughs> I guess you're right. That's a good point. But That's like, what I would do. My best boxers. <laughs> and this is also when Dermal McDermott is really like creepy. He's just like, I've seen you naked. You look good without clothes on. Like, well, it's like yep. you are engaged. Like if if my fiance was doing that to his friend, I would not enjoy that so much. But also like, you know, again, they saw each other naked for a total of one month. Like, and it couldn't have been the whole month. Like When they were teenagers. Teenagers. And then they've spent, did they say nine years? Not doing that. So to constantly be referencing this month seems bananas. Katie, it was a very passionate month. Seemed full like of it. being with a lover. And then they lost <laughs> Lost our lovers. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh. Then they lost lovers. Um... So then Jules and Kimmy like go through this whole thing where they're bonding over Michael, right? Because Jules knows Michael so well from the month that they were together. And I guess they're years of friendship, but mm-hmm. although they, they haven't talk- talked to each other recently, that's for sure. They basically like talk about all of the 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 terrible things about Michael that yeah. we hadn't seen yet that he smokes cigars in bed. <laughs> she refers to him God. as rumpled, rumpled. <laughs> she refers to him as rumpled smelly old michael and like yeah. what are you talking about this and man who is wants like to be with clean the... cut yeah you I know what know. i mean it's just this like false portrayal of him but yeah smoking cigars in bed is kind of oh like what are you doing like laying down smoking? i know like and your like... partner just like lights up and like <laughs> like having a puff 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 like and this may be a reference even too old for y'all, but I think like George Burns, this yeah, old yeah, like the okay, oh good, stogie. yeah, of course. even I don't even think he smoked cigars in bed. No, probably yeah. not. But yes, he's never seen without a cigar. I yeah. mean, I don't think Baby Herman even smokes. Oh, <laughs> he did. He was in his crib. He probably does. Crib. He's the only oh, the only asshole. Cigars. Smoke <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, and like and- they had. Oh, yeah. that ends with, but he sure can kiss. I'm like, yeah. oh, come on. I wouldn't say Cigar that to anybody. Breath. I wouldn't no. say that to anybody about anybody. It <laughs> 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 seems like such a violation. Ugh. Yeah, it's so creepy. So then Kimmy like gets real intense and stops the elevator. And this kind of like goes into how she's like jealous. And there's there's this whole thing about like, that that Julia Roberts character is on this pedestal and she's perfect and she can do no wrong. I do think that's kind of a real thing. I do think it's sometimes, that. Sure. you know, totally, but the, you know, but okay. Here's my question about this elevator scene. Julia Roberts is like losing it and she's panicking because she's claustrophobic. 
And that's like this pathology that they're projecting on her. But she fully thinks that she's going to murder her, right? I don't think she thinks she's going to murder her. Because then Cameron Diaz is like, so I found the solution. You win. And she's like, wait, what? Like, I I think she thinks she's going to kill her. (laughs) No? Wait, that who's going to kill who? Cameron Diaz is going to kill Julia Roberts, which is what it kind of looks like for a second. I mean, we know that's not going to happen. I didn't understand the you win line. Like, what was what was she saying? I think it just means like I accepted. What did she say? Like, he'll have you on a pedestal and me in his arms. Yeah. Meaning like, I'm never I'm not gonna try to beat you because you're always gonna be his favorite. I'm just gonna be his wife. Right. Right. I mean, I'm I'm making grammatical sense, but like the real one, you're the one that he can dream about. I guess. But yeah, that's okay. I suppose. Yeah. So then they're like at this giant party with thousands of women who were all there to celebrate Kimmy. I think it's a bridal shower, but I'm like, none of those people could be in your wedding. Nope. <laughs> none of them. Well, and- the, the two the two runners up are like click right. and clack, the like <laughs> Dumbledore twins or whatever they're like. Are. No one else in this family is Southern except for these two women somehow are deep south. They are from Steel Magnolias. Um yeah. and everybody else is from Chicago. That one woman, um, I thought I wrote her name down somewhere, but Rachel Griffiths. Yeah, Rachel Griffiths. From Six Feet Under. Yes, 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 yes. The other woman looked familiar too, but I didn't look her up. Yeah, she did too. Um, but but even if she is the maid of honor, she doesn't stay at that event. She goes with the boys to the like male version of that, which is like the baseball game. Yeah, yeah. On on box office seats, which like I guess it's box hard to tell seats oh boxy <laughs> my <laughs> notes say katie, box office scene <laughs> katie goes to see a baseball game from where she got her tickets like that well got my tickets here i guess is this where i gonna sit that would be my ideal distance from noise um but like is i guess he's box, box seats. seats thank you box seats they've got box seats and i as- assume that a lot of the people there are his colleagues right like kind i think of? they're his friends there's like several there's like her dad his dad her his brother some other friends yeah yep. um and julia of course comes in with like a big tray of beers and brother scotty like drools all over her mm-hmm. this is where we hear the line that ron said which is a, a big quote from this movie where she says i've got moves you've never seen yeah, that's when she goes to she's Shelby from Steel Magnolias. <laughs> Drink oh, I've juice. got moves you've never seen. Like going into a diabetic fit. <laughs> yeah. She needs a candy, a small juice. Get her the um, juice. Oh God. We should And do that so is uh the kid from the oldest kid from Malcolm in the Middle. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. Thank you. Which for a second there, I thought it was the guy from that 70s show. Yeah. They're like brothers. Danny Masterson. Aren't those going, two people brothers? I don't think so, but maybe. I, oh. I honestly don't know. Shoot. Look it Looks you gotta go to the Google. Yeah. Google. I'll go to the Google. We get we get some more exposition after this scene, and here we learn more about like again why Michael says that Kimmy's better than Julia Roberts, and that's because basically like she's okay with all the icky stuff and Julia never was. And it's kind of it, you know, I think I'll give this some credit in this respect that like it seems like Julia Roberts has the more like masculine role in terms of affection. Like she's not the clingy one that he they basically stopped being lovers because he yeah. wanted more from her and she couldn't give it to him. This just and they are brothers. 
Danny Masterson and Christopher Masterson. No, there you go. They um, look a lot alike. That explains it. They um, do. And like, I, I know, I now know immediately what you're talking about by Googling Danny Masterson. Which, oh yeah. He's got yikes. problems. Big problem. Which if we talk too bad, we're going to lose our Scientology sponsorship. Oof, um, good yeah. point. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I hope we already lost that. Keep that <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> um, so the next, the next scene has them at the karaoke bar. Yep. And now it's like now Michael and Jules are like talking around Kimmy. They're kind of like, oh, remember all the great fun we had, and now we both drink margaritas. <laughs> I know. And he, Michael, refers to them as like my two best girls. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. 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 Michael is just like such a gag. And this is where oh. we learn Philip that she's not going to finish her senior year. For in some reason, I college. heard it is like architecture school. And so I thought she was in a grad program. And then, uh, oh, yeah. so I was so mad at her. I was like, just finish this last year of your grad program and like do it. Right. Rather than but like, like architecture. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. I think you can do a four year and then you have to do like a certificate. Right. Anyway, I mean, I you, don't know. you think that because Julie Roberts is like, don't architects don't they want degrees for architects so like that it's planted in there but it's like yeah. it's a bachelor's my my thing is the same it's like regardless she should finish school just because that one year doesn't matter right or whatever yeah right hey kids stay in school yeah um <laughs> so yeah so then it's like they both Michael and Jules are awful people and they put Kimmy on the spot to sing karaoke against her will. She's yeah. clearly in distress. She's clearly not into it. And they force like Michael's like trying to force her. And then Julie Roberts like, no, no, no. And then she oh forces God. her. It would be really hard to come back from. Like if I put myself in Cameron, D like I can't handle any, any pressure on any, like I will hold grudges. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> the idea of somebody doing this and then just getting over it, I would like, never talk to either of those people especially julia roberts who looks like she's saving you and then like looks at you like she's i like know effing demon. awful yeah it's not so she sings yeah. um don't know what to do with myself she didn't get to pick it but like thank god she knows it she didn't she even get to pick it 100 knows it because she's not even looking at the screen at the end <laughs> yeah. of it yeah and i love that in the back mean. people are <laughs> clamoring you suck you suck <laughs> like they're really mean <laughs> I know and then what, what do you guys think? This is one of my questions, actually. Mm -hmm. Like, what is the change? Like, when do people go, like, stop going, you suck. And suddenly they're like, you know what? Okay. I'll, I'm here for this shitty karaoke. It's a really good question. I think it's um, artificially inseminated into this <laughs> film. Like, I, you can, as an audience member, you know when that is. But it's, um, maybe the question is, like, why that right. is. Why? Right. I don't know. My bigger, and I honestly forgot. I think I like heard it and assumed that I must have misheard it when they said you suck because <laughs> that, like that's twice. hard. I think twice. Yeah. It's so yeah. good. It's kind it's of one like, woman though. That's more like out of left field. Like, I who... feel like it's the same woman that's repeating Kimmy in the bathroom. <laughs> I was going to say that. Oh, 100%. Kimmy? Just, Kimmy? I haven't <laughs> gone to a lot of uh, karaoke joints where they heckle the people singing. Yeah. Just yeah. sort of like, get out of there. Uh, soldier your way through it. I was like, yeah, this person sucks. But I mean, I'm one song closer to me singing. Right. Also, um, if you're in a karaoke bar like that, like you're going to wait for hours for your song to, like, oh my goodness. You don't just yes. get to like, randomly be up there which the person like sought them out and I like know. handed it to them and yeah that doesn't happen um, well it's because they have cameras following them around 
Um, also, like Dermot McDermott's face during this scene is Michael so sucks. intense. He's so like, wait a second, she can sing karaoke. His- I love her now more. Yeah. He should have been played by Keanu Reeves. Like yeah. his full Whoa. face in this movie yeah. is just a combination of either like very scary anger or confusion. Mm-hmm. And there is nothing in between. And well, this, wait. I- this scene is not either of those things. It's bewilderment. It's confusion. Okay. It's shock. I guess it's like sh- so shock. Like it's but just adoration like- too. He's like, here's the thing. I have this. I, my note is Michael sucks because he does. He's, he's only cool with it when the crowd, for no reason, gets on her side, and then she leads into it. And Cameron Diaz could not be more charming. Like great. Cameron Diaz is the person I want to hang out with. I want to hang out with Cameron Diaz. Well. Unless she's driving, then yeah, no, totally. no, that's, yeah, true that's, that. that's a felony. Uh, but she's also but yes. just because this is hard to do when you she probably can't is a really good singer, and you can just know. tell. I don't know. Maybe she's purposely singing off key. Yeah. Oh, she's a hundred percent singing off key. Mm-hmm. Like, she is singing off key. I would <laughs> yeah. like to admit, but I think she's doing it way on purpose. That. I said this a little bit at the beginning, but I like thought Kimmy was just the most, she's supposed to be this like annoying goody two shoes. Like, but, and I did not like her at all. Like when I was younger watching this Mm -hmm. movie and now I'm just like completely on her side. I'm like, she's sweet. She's charming. She hasn't done anything wrong. Like she's, she's a nice person. She would be an amazing running buddy in the morning. She's a little too pushy for me. Mm. And well, I get that it's part of it's their strategy for keeping her close and stuff like that. So she's probably overcompensating a bit. Oh, um, you mean with Julia Roberts? With yeah, exactly. Of just like like an eager, you beaver. know, bringing you know making her maid of honor, and then once she brings in Rupert, being like, oh my god, I'm so excited! Everyone has to meet your new fiance, and it's just like, yeah, she's. Why intense. would you care? Like, I know what you mean. Well, she cares because that. Right, that's a, off. Yeah. But yeah, um that's what I was like informed know, by my couch mate. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh the internet says that the answer is that Cameron Diaz can sing when she <laughs> needs to, which is often the case when she's acting. She is not trained as a singer and does not describe herself as a good singer. Hmm. I just remember watching, I think like for some reason Oprah had the cast of that my best friend's wedding on and she said that that was like real that she was just like singing it straight but it's it's hard to believe like it's, it's yeah pretty bad although that's like a, it's a lie i think it's hard to sing off key like it's that's hard to do i would think like if you you're, can sing you're a professional singer so <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> i know you are <laughs> yeah, right, it's called yes. the humble brag you know yeah. it, it's hard for me to sing with other people because i have it's hard pitch. for me to like <laughs> oh, not goodness. like make baskets when i'm playing basketball because i'm just, right right yeah. that, g, that g chord that i'm holding tight at the <laughs> beginning of our podcast <laughs> so yeah like they they have some more like exposition Jules and Michael and then like then we see Julia Roberts like really start to meddle between the two of them about like some potential work or a job yeah, like job yeah. stuff yeah and then like you had mentioned this Bridget but like I'm a little bit at a loss for like why he doesn't have a grown grown-up job and Julia Roberts has this like grown-up like what qualifies as a grown-up job like he it seems like it's an inconvenient job but it's yeah. what he wants to do and it seems like it's actually probably competitive to get like not everybody can just be a freelance sports reporter that gets sent all over the country right could i just do that <laughs> you can do it it's from i've 
like known Please. a couple people have tried mm-hmm. and it's it's a very competitive job but it's a right. shit job okay um, so maybe that's the thing it's just your your constant and I, I think it, it takes like a long long time to not have like the midnight shift as like a sports reporter mm. and okay. or or one that you're having to travel around for i mean it's mm-hmm. i think it's a hard i mean my cousin i think did it for a bit and i had a roommate who did it because of you Jeff know. Yancey. Yeah. Jeff Y. Um, Sorry. <laughs> Jeff Y. Sorry. Um, I'm just out. quoting yeah. somebody that I saw in Outside Magazine one time. Or Sports mm-hmm. Illustrated, right? Uh, I, I forget. Yeah. Was it Sports Magazine? It was, spo- it was Magazines just sports. sports. It was, <laughs> cool, it was French. Isn't, isn't that the magazine that, that Michael works for? Sport Magazine? <laughs> oh, is it? Yes. It's oh, very generic. Uh, um so yeah they like kind of have this scene where kimmy and jules and michael are together and and basically they like explain jules and well kimmy explains like what the job thing is going to be and they fight about it and then but then michael and kimmy like dramatically make up in front of everybody uh, there's just there's a lot of begging in this scene i don't like that at all i mean it unattractive i I had a yeah, Dermot McDermott must really love <laughs> begging, which uh, my no. little Google Translate changed to beefing. So, <laughs> but it's true. Like it would be so unappealing, and it would be so embarrassing if that happened in front of your quote unquote best friend. It would just be yeah, like right, yeah. all of this is too much exposition. It means like, a lot. too much exposition of your relationship in front of somebody else you care about. Because I'm like, oh god, I am so humiliated. Yeah. So Jules like calls and leaves George this like annoying message because she's drunk and frustrated and um, but George is just like living his life and having a like a fantastic dinner party back in Chicago. Yeah, totally. I also want to note that like before this, like as you know, before the begging happens, Michael does lose his shit. Like he becomes super angry, like freaks out at Cameron Diaz. Like, all right, Kimmy Glad I'm finding that house before. Like he's just like uh, yeah. it seems like he's a character that anger is like yeah. just one scotch below the surface. It's yeah. not, it's not cool. No, I think he has an anger issue. It he's, seems like it. He's not like I said, I, I lost that love and feeling for him in the rewatch. Totally. But yes, um, Rupert Everett's home looks like um, in Home for the Holidays where we get to see like, yes! where Tommy's partner is having a Thanksgiving. Thing. <laughs> like, I want to go there. Can I be there? I don't yeah. want to go to wedding. This wedding sucks. I yeah, know. Totally. That was like, take me to that dinner party where everybody's having Please. like intellectual conversation Please. and over, over yes. wine. Whenever oh, he left the movie, I was like, I. I would like to travel along with him. 100%. Yeah, take me back, Rupert. 100%. Um, so yeah, George shows up at the hotel because he's a really good friend to Julia Roberts. He spends a lot of money on flights in a he's, weekend. He's, a rich, he's got miles. What does he do? He's her editor. Oh, right. He's the editor of the food magazine. <laughs> um, and so yeah, he's he's well off. He does okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he like, this is really sweet. He like clears that face mask off of her. And this is another Cameron T question is like, what would happen if you accidentally slept in a face mask all night? Like she's like, I think that would really mess up. Yeah. Depends on what it's made out of, but like any of those, yeah, they all like have like reactions in them that could irritate your face really bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think 
It didn't, it never occurred to me. I always thought that like that was, it was meant, she was meant to do an overnight face mask. I've never really done a face mask. That's what I assume too. Yeah. Right. But I guess it's like, she, she fell asleep with it on. She was supposed to take it off within like a couple of minutes. Julia. Totally. She's so silly. Um, So George is like, are you really into him or you just want to win? Like, what's this about? And, you know, she's like, no, I love him. And he's like, well, stop complaining about it and go tell him, which is, I love his line, but I know, I know. I love his his line. um, It's amazing. The clarity that one gets with psychotic jealousy, Mm. which I think is really, I think that's like very poignant of like, okay, I know you think that you're thinking really clear, but you are like, I don't know. He's kind of just like got her number. Um, But again, yeah, it's not the worst advice, but like it's, it's bold advice to tell somebody to tell somebody that. I assumed this was sort of his plan all along. I didn't think he assumed that she was going to get as crazy as she was. Mm-hmm. I just assumed she was, he was encouraging her to go say, I love you. And then Dilmer McDermott was going to be like, <laughs> Nope, sorry. And then it would finally break mm. Julie Roberts of the spell. Right. And then it's all over. Whereas if she didn't do that, she would constantly be in this sort of funk, like perseverate on it. Love, love funk. If you will. Love funk. Yeah. And then we see this suit fitting. Oh my god! Um, which, like, is he drawing the suit? Is this how people make suits? Fancy suits. Yeah, yeah. really fancy. Like, how could he even finish that suit in well, time no, for the wedding? You, unless you you're wouldn't. super rich and somebody's working on it all night, like Project Runway style. I mean, Jeff just got a new suit for our wedding that was like custom. Oh yeah, fit. we saw so he, it. Looks yeah, good. he went through like a fitting process, mm. but it wasn't as elaborate as that. This is very like more more machine i guess versus like human tailor who's like doing their art form. yeah it's like pins oh. everywhere it's like draw on it it looks like yeah, the chalk yeah jack from like the nightmare before christmas uh, it's just bes- like bespoke i was like that's what it's called right a bespoke suit is what they're doing whereas they like basically like fully create it around draw it yeah it's just you're you're getting it's completely fitted rather than just like our bringing the waist and shoulders. Oh yeah. Like all of like the, the collar, like everything just looks like patched Mm -hmm. together. It's impressive, I suppose. Um, And then it's like, do you like it? It's like, how would she know she likes that? That's like a total sketch of a (laughs) suit. It's just, and George is there, right? I mean, he's in the room hiding behind things. So yeah. Fixing that scarf. Fixing that scarf. So good. So good. And, um, oh, but also Michael gives the Kimmy's engagement ring or his, or her wedding band to Jules, because he's like, obviously there needs to be something else that's going to cause a problem. Um, and that's like a trope actually funny enough. One of my other favorite movies starring Dermot McDermott is, um, the family stone right and which in that the movie, same plot which is basically yeah and so instead of being in love with the woman he's in love with he's in love with her sister and puts the engagement ring on her and it gets stuck that's right Play, yeah. played by claire danes um claire danes. at this point in the movie i have um dermot mcdermott is not funny like <laughs> i know the not. character is he's just like i think he's just like not i'm just i'm curious as to how this character was like written on the page and what he's bringing to it or not bringing to it because i did read that edward burns was supposed to he was a, a potential mm-hmm. to play it and i'm like i do think that ed burns would have brought like less intensity <laughs> yeah. and more like more comedy 
to it, even though he's not like some like fall down comedian, but he's a little more approachable. He has some like softer edges, which could have helped the delivery of some lines like, I demand to see you naked. Um, yes, Dermot Moroni <laughs> is just in a totally different movie than the yeah, rest of these people. He definitely and was so strange. But it gets it gets called out that George is there, and so Julia's like, "Yeah, we're we're engaged." She um, basically chickens out of telling him. Yeah, and she, you know, she's all nervous and flustered, which, like, I guess, kind of makes sense. I kind of forgot how that happened because in my head, I was like, somehow Rupert Reverett has to pretend he's straight for no reason, and it like the movie builds it as like, okay. Like this would be how she's just yes anding everything. But what I do love is even though that's happening, he's just he's if if anything, he's like even potentially more stereotypically gay male the second we find out he's supposed to be playing a straight person. I know. That's (laughs) true. That's very true. You know. And he's in control too. He's just basically fucking her over, which is fun. Well, because she threw him under the bus and she's he's like, Well, screw you back. I'm gonna make this not so fun for you. This is gonna be a life lesson. And speaking of uh, fuck, we get a a a very well placed fuck in this scene. Oh my gosh, I know. It surprised me and I didn't remember it as a as a young person. So running for my Hummer. Oh, do you want to save it? I, I can just say it. Like I now say we're talking it. about it, where it basically he's like, "What you know? Why is George here?" It's like he came in to fuck me, <laughs> <laughs> and then Rupert Everett, like I love his face. It's like he had a few hours, and he's like, <sighs> "Takes a few hours, <laughs> takes a few hours." <laughs> like he, I mean, his like his yes ending face to her is so great. I just, I know, you know, I, and even when like Michael looks back at them in the street, and Rupert Everett's like you know trying to like kind of be the suave like i don't know carrie grant who he is i mean oh god yeah. i just think he's when i saw this movie i thought rupert everett was the most dashing romantic lead i'd ever seen i was like this guy is just perfection i love yeah. it yeah i didn't have my top five list back then but he would have been in my guy oh, top five yeah hundred percent he's I'm, great yes and i love that when he meets Kimmy, he calls her chocolate covered Kimmy. <laughs> oh, he's so good. Sweet, sweet chocolate covered <laughs> chocolate Kimmy. Covered Kimmy. <laughs> he's just amazing. Yeah. Um, and, so yeah, and- this goes to we were saying that Kimmy loves that George is there. And again, this is just because it makes her feel better. Sure. You know, she does. Or she's just out. an enthusiastic she was, person, she too. It. But I think it's both. Yeah. It was a little bit much for me. Wait, I might have to have what's explained. I Phil, I might be have have to be Nora explained this too. Like what? Why? What? Uh, it takes pressure off because she doesn't have to compete with yeah. Julie Roberts. Right. It's basically yeah. like, oh, she has somebody, so she's not she's not going to be vying for my man because she has a man of her own. Like I think, uh, okay. Uh, as a, I think I would think that way. Like, oh, phew. Like, <laughs> I know it would not occur to me, but okay. Yeah, later on in the movie, they sort of explained the ways that Cameron Diaz is acting throughout this movie. Is ma- a lot of it is because she is worried about right threatened. Right. Yeah, okay. and like Julia Roberts is, I mean, she's something to be threatened by. She's well, she's tall, literally she's beautiful. She, she's a well, she's also aggressively trying to break them up. Well, yes. right, but even before that, it's like it's a hard thing to live up to. I mean. You know, if you have, let's say, Philip, for example, has this like beautiful woman hanging around him all the time, like Katie, and then he meets, he, you know, he's dating women. Mm-hmm. Like Nora L had to put up with that. Yeah. 
But then she realizes and it truly it- was a best friend's wedding. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's like this, this- is how they our uh, wedding was how they should have done it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I guess so. I mean, I I guess I took that. I guess I took her like running through the church, like so flustered of like, she's just like such a yes. Ander butterfly and like has internalized Julia Roberts as her like best friend maid of honor that she's just no. like sick for her. But I, I mean, I understand so. what you're talking about. I think yeah. she is excitable, but I think it's more that she's like, Oh my God. Now I and don't have to worry about this. I don't have to worry. Right. Cause you, Oh, thank God. Yeah. Um, so then I, they, I, I, that makes sense. They have so many events in this short amount of time. It's like yeah. I get the amount of money they've spent on this wedding. They go to like a oh. seafood extravaganza <laughs> called Bury the Kudas. Bury the Ooh. Kudas. Is that yeah. like a sexual pun that I'm just not barely not getting? I, as I said it out of my mouth, it sounded like it. <laughs> it sounded sexual. Yeah. It did. Well, what's, what's a Kuda? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I don't know, but let's bury it and find yeah. out. <laughs> Who's burying it? Anyway. So yeah, like, oh my God, Rupert Everett, they ask how they met and he just launches into this story that's like- We met it, at a mental institution. <laughs> so like good. All He's things. Australian in my mind. Yeah. yeah. A mental so institution. Good. I met, well, I met in a mental institution, Mike. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, Crikey. Why it came up like that. Yeah. So good. And then of course, iconically- say a little prayer for you which has one of my favorite tropes which also it just came to mind in mean girls when tina fey does it where like someone's singing acapella and then all of a sudden somebody like runs to the piano it's like bump yeah. bump and then just like a company right, look them, over like which has happened uh? never in my life but that'd be great yeah <laughs> i know I also know. this whole restaurant knows all the verses all the words to the song including Danny Masterson's brother I'm like how does he know the lyrics to this yeah I know it's kind of an oldie and then like I always do remember watching this as a as a kid and like the minute it switches from whatever mic it is like it's 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 a distanced I don't know how to say Mm -hmm. this it's a distance my distance mic and then when Rupert Everett goes into like a solo all of a sudden he's like fully mic'd yeah and he's like kind of because it's a hard I think it's a harder verse to sing and so he's just like in the studio you can tell he's like eyes closed trying to (laughs) sing this song you can like envision it and everybody's having a blast except for Michael who just hates and and Julia Roberts they just hate it yeah they're just curmudgeons like this is yes this is great like I would be like oh my god everybody's singing along and like Ron said those lobsters in the background (laughs) dancing with their little claws in the air Uh. That is, what, was I mean, that? The, what kind of restaurant is this? Barry the Cuda. It would have been like more of a forgettable saying, thing if like they just went full 100% into the scene, which I really like. Yeah. Which I, I just want to get into these outfits that the waiters are wearing. So they've got like crab claws on, which would make it harder to waiter. <laughs> um, no kidding. <laughs> like, here's your cocktail. Oh, just everything spilled. God damn it, that's another butter. Drink. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it would also, I mean, like Michael hates it, but so does Julia Roberts. And like, I feel like for this family, it would seem so odd that Julia Roberts hates this. Because this is like her fiance. I mean, who cares about this ruse, really? But it's Ugh. like, dude, Julia Roberts, like, yeah, fake it for a minute. Yeah, there's totally. a lot of ruses in this movie that would have instantly fallen apart. Yeah, yeah, totally. So Michael gets like suddenly he's just super jealous about what's going on, and he wants alone time with Jules. Yeah. So they go. Do you guys know where they went? On a boat. 
Do you know what that specifically was? That's like the river. That's like the, the, um, yeah, that's the architectural boat tour in Chicago. Oh, yes. 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 Um, which I've actually been on a few times. It's, it's oh. one, of my fa- one of my favorite things to do in Chicago. I've seen it go by, yeah. but I've never been on it. And then I was thinking yes. this this is the first time I realized like that's kind of, I guess, some irony in there that like Kimmy is the one who's into architecture. He took he took his other oh. lady on the boat tour. And then they just I'm just like mad at both of them this whole time. And they're just like, he's like, you're the woman in my life. And you're the man oh. in mine. I have that written down too. And then I have, um, fuck off. Like, is that true? <laughs> yeah. Like that can't be. And I'm going to like show my cards, get all sentimental. Like, Phil, I would say that you're like the man in my life. And I'm like, this is not that relationship. Like they haven't talked right. or seen each other for like years. Like, I just don't understand. Yeah. Like, how do they consider each other? I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know they, well it's weird it's contrived i mean her other best friend is her boss so right. it's like right who, who knows if he's just doing this on a lark and it's just to rein in one of his employees because <laughs> um, he needs she, her to like i need you to get that to yeah. me on monday so <laughs> this is what it. i'm willing to do <laughs> right. that food review needs to be yeah that's totally. true and but then, I also feel like she's cast as this man. It's like they kind of toe this line of this like terrible trope, which I find terrible, which is like this like woman that's like just one of the guys because she can hang out at sports games <laughs> and she doesn't cry and she doesn't have any female friends, which like problem. And like, you know what I mean? It's like that, like, I don't know who the manic pixie version of that is, but it's just like, oh, like, that is a new trope. Yeah. You know? It, it's kind of like Jennifer Lawrence's character from well, Silver Linings Playbook. Katie. <laughs> or. <it> me? <laughs> <laughs> I feel proud. I mean, I can, I feel like I like swing both ways. Also, I think <laughs> it, it's it's Cameron Diaz in Something About Mary. Yeah. Right. right. Yes. Yes. Because that's her whole thing of like, she's created as this like perfect woman that's like hot, but like loves sports and drinks yeah. beer and, you know. Yeah. Only totally. when she's skinny. Yeah, I mean, she's definitely right. She's wearing a fat suit. No, no, no. That's um. You're thinking of a different movie. (laughs) Gwyneth Paltrow, Shallow Hal. Shallow Hal, yeah. (laughs) What a crazy (laughs) movie, man! Uh, Oh my god, I remember seeing that, and I think instantly it was like, oh, this is not for real. How how did this get greenlit? Should we watch it for the pod? I think we already know. Oh my god, I'm just remembering all of that stuff. It's Adam Sandler, isn't it? No, no it's Jack it, Black. Well, yeah. I know he's in it, but like, who's even like really Jack? Like who Black? produced like, it? It feels what like it's mean? an Adam Sandler, like just this misplaced sentimentality. I feel like some of Adam Sandler's buddies are in it, but maybe not. This, it's yeah, maybe. I can't remember. Those, I've like, definitely seen it, but yeah, you guys. Yeah. So yeah, like. Ugh, I just hate. I hate this. And then they again. I, this is where I, wrote, I used to feel for Julia R. Uh, but like he's hugging her and he's singing the way you look tonight and it's so romantic and they're on the boat and i'm like that's not nice to kimmy (laughs) i used to love that i used to think that was just like the pinnacle of romance i really like that song too actually which i was also thinking like sure chicago is a huge city but you've got a lot of (laughs) your guests at this wedding doing all these touristy things Mm -hmm. there's a uh, an okay chance that right. one of them is going to see you just completely doing this out in public 
right the day before your wedding and it's like unmistakably flirting it's unmistakable and like again like you know this just (laughs) in it's the eighth time she cries on screen so like and they're the Although, only ones standing up on the boat. They're the only ones like calling attention to themselves. Yeah, like I know. Although I'm going to bring it up here because there's been multiple times. Uh, we're we're living in a world in this movie where everyone kisses each other on the mouth. Oh my god! I was going to bring that up and Wait, like because Cameron Diaz like open mouth kisses her dad on her wedding day. Yeah. <laughs> that really freaks me out. It really and Julia Roberts out. open mouth kisses not open mouth but mouth. So, long mouth kisses Dermot McDermott's dad at the baseball game. I don't like, get yeah. it. Oh my God. I didn't, like, I didn't see I that. I am we're, not into You guys get living... freaked out by that? Yes. I, I don't yeah. do that with my family. Oh no, I don't. I don't either. Yeah. We I mean, I have. remember, can you guys, just like, um, just like when did karaoke switch for Cameron Diaz? It's like, when did I stop kissing my parents on the mouth? <laughs> you know, like as a kid, I wasn't you a toddler. Do, but you do as a kid, right? It's like I think I, I think I did. Them. I was I was talking with her about it, and she was like, "Never." I mean, she's uh, German, oh, so German. Uh, but, German. But, uh, she didn't. No, she didn't see it. each other face to face mother, father, can I see you now? <laughs> we will have our annual handshake. But no, I, I remember. I, I think I did that when I was good. super super young. But yeah, you the, do the as a kid. The idea of like. It happening like after I don't know yeah. what that is. Or like I have so had friends, bizarre. fathers, or people like I'm like I am not here for that. I am not here for your mouth on my mouth. I get kissed on you know my cheeks a lot. Like oh cheeks that's are fine. Cheeks, cheeks, are, cheeks. cheeks are cheeks. Cheeks are cheeks. <laughs> cheeks are cheeks, you guys. <laughs> yeah, come on. I once I was cheeks once in a cheeks. community meeting where somebody. I won't go into details, but somebody kissed somebody else on the What restaurant was, was it like, in? Was it Chi Chi's? I'll tell you. <laughs> in a meeting? I'll tell you later. Yes. And I was just like, wow. it was. Of course, it, now that COVID is happening, like, I don't want anybody to touch me anywhere. No. Ugh. I just would feel <laughs> so weird. <laughs> like, if someone it. did that to me, I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't know how to handle it. I'd be so shell shocked. I wouldn't say anything. I'd be like, oh, okay. Oh, but hi. if it was. Yeah. Even if male, female, any, just anybody. Any, yes. you know, if they did it, I would just like, oh, like I would just socially awkward you, be like, I, oh, I have okay, to tell you, yeah. I think this is a privilege of your maleness, <laughs> which is that um, I have had, like I said, friends, fathers, like relatives. Kiss you on the like, mouth? Yes. What? I have not. The world I, is I, fucked up. This you guys. may be a queer privilege I have. I don't know you what's don't. keeping people from just kissing me to- on the mouth, but I don't. I yeah not not recently but like that's a whole other podcast you guys yeah so um, let's all our listeners out here let's let's stop it unless uh yeah, unless it's agreed you. upon you know sensual let's, let's cut it out let's you know cut it out, Joey Gladstone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. we we get to the part where like julia roberts just barges into like a major ceo's office in the middle of the day and he's like welcome let's open oh my goodness um can i use your computer can i use your like computer this whole thing just uh it's so contrived and so she she types an email says she doesn't send it that asks michael's boss to fire him it's to michael's boss saying fire him so he can come work for for Kimmy's dad, right? Yeah. And then, like, Michael finds out about this. He blames Kimmy. I she- mean, we should say, like, 
there's a whole scene where Julia Roberts is acting like a psychopath having to get into this office where you're like, I think if they actually would have gone into the office and Michael would have seen the draft email, he would have known exactly what happened because of how she was acting. Like, what was she going to do? Like, what file was she even going to pretend to need? Um, the whole thing is it's just like so uh, unrealistic yeah. because like if your friend is acting this insane, then it is really important because then she's all pouty and bummed about it until they get back to the hotel. And then he's like, is it really important to you? And then, yes, then he finds out because the father, the father-in-law says, just send all the emails in my draft box or whatever, right, yeah. which is like something that no one's ever <laughs> said to anybody. <laughs> what does that mean? Like, uh. it's, you weren't typing emails in 1997. Yeah, I guess either. not. I guess people just typed bunch, saved it, asked their secretaries to send later. <laughs> I First of all, I just never delete any emails. So I've probably got like a thousand oh draft emails that would be a nightmare. in my work thing that just so many people would be so confused. It'd be um, half written. Yeah, totally. just all these half written crap. <laughs> It'd be so crazy. <laughs> it's such a crazy way to email. Um, be like, dear... <laughs> Dear comma, <laughs> send on all my emails. <laughs> Every five seconds. Oh my god! Philip goes to write another email, gets distracted. Dear George, <laughs> so good. You have no idea how accurate this is, though. <laughs> Because I've got like 18 browsers open. I've you seen know? your browsers before. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, I'm, I'm not dissimilar. But here's my question. <laughs> so here comes, like, then she's so, like, what, she didn't want this to happen. But this is exactly what she wanted to happen. Like, right. the only difference is, is now his boss knows like about it. But he, she did want yeah. him to see an email written by her father which have like ruined her father's reputation i mean she's willing to ruin several people's lives like what she's done is like bananas and the only difference is is that like his boss wouldn't know about it so i don't know why she's so like oh no and honestly i'm just getting that right now i thought her plan was to always send that email i think it's for i think the whole plan i think that's yeah she was so upset. She was trying to get him into the building so that he would sure. see the email and then like not, it wouldn't have been sent. It would have looked I thought like, for some reason I read that as she was having regret and really wanted to delete it. I think she wanted him to get, no, I, th- I think she wanted to get I'm, him up there. I completely think you're right. Yeah. I just, I was reading it wrong. And well, um, it's easy to read wrong. Cause it's so nuts. She's she's all her plans are dumb. Like <laughs> yeah. if, if, what's their faces had any sort of communications like all of her schemes would have been exposed like this mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i don't know or like yeah. that is how the phrase goes yes so the, the next day is the wedding yeah and i want to like, shout out paul giamatti though in the hotel there oh. he's kind of lovely oh yeah. yeah sorry we skipped that i really like him and I, yeah, this too shall pass, which I think was actually, that could have been my level. I think that's the first time I ever heard that phrase, Yeah, which is fun. Um, and yeah, so he's lovely. And then, and then Michael calls it off. And then the next day yeah. is the wedding and he has to go to brunch and you're just kind of like faking it till you make it. Also, they're having a huge like party before the wedding. It's just like so many people are there. It's it's kind of again extravagant in terms of like mm-hmm. how many people are there, but she doesn't have a bridesmaid to call her own. 
Um, I also have to call out one more thing that happens at the hotel where she reveals that she has the ring on her finger. Yeah. And the way he gets off this ring is to bite her finger. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, this has been a question throughout my life. It's like, why would that work? Like, if you can't get it off with your hand, can Dermot Mulroney come and saliva it off? Like, is it the angle? Is it? Like what is it? Like I is he constricting her blood vessels and weird? I, yeah. I don't like it. It's weird. Could just got the right answer. Yeah. Um. It's just insane. It's an insane yeah. thing to do. Yeah. You you use dental floss is the way to do it. You wrap your finger above the ring with dental floss and then thread it through one piece, and then you can sort of pull it through and it pushes it over. Mm. Or as my huh. dad did to my mom when she had an allergic reaction down in Belize, he used tin snips to just snip the thing off before. Yeah. Oh, he cut loses. her wedding ring off. Yeah, because she was like her hand was swelling uh, just from like insulation, and it oh, was like geez. gonna like really do some damage, and so I had to like snip it off with tin snips, which yes. are like giant comical yeah. scissors if you don't know them. You know? Yeah. Ah, wow. Yikes. So. Wow. The next day, again, this giant party, there's a breakfast and but they, they're not telling anybody that the wedding is off and Jules is going between Michael and Kimmy and kind of like sort of patching things up, sort of causing more problems. Um, and then basically like Michael says he wants to marry her at 6 p.m. And Ju- Julia Roberts says, tell her that, but then kisses him in a gazebo and is like, I need you. You're my thing. Ugh. She's a jerk. She's a jerk for doing that. It's not yep. nice. Um, and uh, Kimmy sees, of course, and she runs. Um, and uh, the woman at the wedding is like, aren't they a lovely couple? And there's like, I'm like, is that what you're basing it off of? Like him chasing her and then a woman chasing him. Right. Um, and then we get the requisite, like she's from New York. Kind right. Of thing. <laughs> But it is kind of fun to me that like there is a full on wedding being planned that nobody gives a shit about what's actually right. happening. That's <laughs> you true. Know what I mean, it's kind of nice. That's true. Um, the also those three dudes sipping helium and love singing. it. You oh love yeah. My senses. <laughs> love it. I love that she's just cut it out. Like I love that people are just like yelling at them and they don't care, and then they. <laughs> really lean in to that song which they have no right to know the words to that either right i know although this isn't gonna be my bummer but it should be Mm. like this is supposed to be a massive balloon release do we think that was my question like why would you feel gonna be a release or is it is it could just be decor i don't it was on a i don't think they were going to use that tennis court or wherever they were god it's a balloon release Ugh. Also, also those kids are named in the credits as stoner one and stoner two and i'm like they weren't stoned they were They're just having helium. some good clean fun honestly good clean yeah. helium fun so julia roberts or kimmy gets in her car and julia roberts steals a bread truck um and she calls george and he's in like a quiet poetry reading though with harry Shearer. It's yes like oh right such a strange little part for him yeah also uh, George would never have his ringer on in this situation, nor That's would true. he not instantly realize it's his. Yeah, totally. Like, nor would he pe- take it people- from Julia Roberts. Yeah, 
people do that all the time. And I hate this in meetings. I hate it all the time. Mm-hmm. There's like, oh, there's ringing that's right next to me. That's the same ringtone that I have. It couldn't right. possibly be mine. Right. And they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it is my ringer. Huh. I know. Well, especially in 1997, when you're like the only one with a cell phone, yeah. like there's no He would have known. He has his shit together. He would have yeah. known. Anyways. Totally. Um, but I do, I do like the line that then he delivers of like, so uh, like, Michael's chasing Kimmy. You're chasing Michael. Who's chasing you? No one. Get it. No Get out. Like it's chasing you. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. Get it. It's like, yeah. Slap it in the face. Yeah. Um, we get then the cut to the little like Southern twins that were oh, yeah. doing, doing stuff to the <laughs> David Ice sculpture. Oh my goodness. Yes. Get stuck. <laughs> Pulls a real Christmas story on the ice sculpture. Back. Um, you that? don't need a hairdryer, just some like warm water, water. completely. Yeah. yeah, totally. I mean, a hairdryer is going to take forever. <laughs> yeah. Or um, just there's plenty huh. of booze around. Just throw some booze on it. Solved. Yeah. Like an yeah. ice luge. I oh, like the yeah. ice luge. Those are fun. <laughs> and then nice, at, some nice point, at some point, like Michael said, like uh, Julia Roberts basically confesses everything to him, including sending this email. Right. And he make, you know calls her the scum on top of scum on top of pond scum. And then he's like, but thank you. Thank you for loving me that much. And it's like, <laughs> the word love is really mishandled in this yeah. movie. Like, people do not understand what's going on. Um, and then we get the bathroom scene, right? Yeah. Well, right. But also in that scene, Katie, this is where she confesses everything. And that's when he talks about that, um, you know, that he he came to the train station because he thought she would meet him there because that's where he proposed to her. And it's oh, like, that's why what? would she have gone there? Like, <laughs> she was running. She wasn't yeah. running away to the most romantic place. Right. Yeah. So you guys could meet. Yeah. That's a good point. So they split up to go find Kimmy. And yeah, that's when they go to the baseball stadium. And like, um, Cameron Diaz calls her a two faced, big haired food critic, which is not untrue. Yeah. Um, insulting but yeah yeah and then some woman in the bathrooms yells cat fight (laughs) to get other women in the bathroom to watch two random women fight it's so crazy people do that though yeah i suppose this is before youtube if it if it if it was after youtube everybody would just have their phone out yeah it's true you know world Um, star isn't that what they yell nowadays the kids you need to watch more youtube fight videos then (laughs) oh my goodness (laughs) So then, uh, yeah, everything is okay. And they go to the church and the wedding and it's so dramatic and over the the top. Worst best man and worst maid of honor speech ever. (laughs) Oh, Oh. at the reception. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, this was in the running for my, one of my things, but that maid of honor speech is the worst I've ever heard. And it's all about her. Yeah. It's so narcissistic. And I'm like, and Kimmy's kind of like laughing through it. And I'm like, this is not about you, Julia Roberts. <laughs> this is about them. Because right. I, I, I guess they haven't seen each other. What were we going to say, Phil? Sorry. No, just that at least the uh, best man speech, he gets in, gets out. You yeah. Know. Oh, yeah. That's true. It's genuine. The worst right? thing somehow you can do is just go, it's, go it's, on. It's true. It's two sentences and repetitive somehow, but it is genuine <laughs> and cute. Yes. Um. And then I would argue that lending them your song is the most passive aggressive thing you could do Ugh. on someone's Terrible. wedding day. The what weirdest, are you doing? weirdest thing in the world. I would not be only 
not only no did thanks. she lend it, but she like spent time to organize getting the band to play it and like and the two sisters to sing it. Like yeah. you that when did she so organize that? I know. Imagine. So weird. Yeah. So gross. Yeah. It's like, hey, um, I slept with your husband and uh I want you to remember it. Yeah. Here we and go. Like, you know, nineteen eighty five. Either way. Either like, way, they still have a past. Um, so then yeah, they have an elaborate goodbye. Um, and Michael like stops to hug Jules goodbye. This is the final, it's their final time. They mm-hmm. leave their own wedding when there's still time. I think spent. that is a thing that some people used to do. Is that true? I, I wouldn't do yeah, that. I'd yeah. Definitely been to weddings where they like Yeah, leave where like early. the couple leaves and you're like, All right, let's party. <laughs> That's crazy. Bonkers. Oh, yeah. What a waste of money. It is a waste of money. I will be there until the lights come on. I was also thinking as they drove away, like Michael, like, because Michael says goodbye to her and then he like runs through and like gets rice thrown at him and stuff, you know, and he's like all happy. Also bad for animals. Yeah, I know. And then he drives away and I'm like, Julia Roberts ruined this wedding and their honeymoon. <laughs> as soon as I got in that car, I'd be like, can you believe what just happened? Like all of it. Like you would have to decompress this for the first year of your marriage. Mm-hmm. I know. It's an insane thing to do to somebody. It's awful. Um, and then Jules is at the table when her phone rings. Mm-hmm. This is the happy ending that my friend's mother was talking about, which in, in rewatch, this is the happiest of endings. Um, but yeah, it's fun Wait, that he r- remind me what happens here. Well, that Rupert Everett. So it's for her phone rings, and the the surprise is that Rupert Everett has flown back to Chicago, yeah. um, to come and dance with her. And oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then he has some like James Bond quote, and didn't he play James Bond? No, Am I misremembering. Maybe uh, they just threatened him to play. I yeah. thought he'd make the greatest James. Maybe. Bond Maybe. Yeah, he would have, but no, I don't. He never did. Maybe he didn't. Yeah. Um, I was looking at his like filmography, and like nothing jumped out. Mm. Like I thought I knew him more, mm-hmm. and I, I know. honestly don't think I've seen him in anything other than like this. Yeah, he was in some like Shakespeare. Was he in like a Midsummer Night Dream? Right. Or yeah, something? I think I saw that. Um, which I I would have seen him there, but like I I was surprised that it wasn't more. Yeah. So yeah, they George and Julia dance, and um, that's the end. Yeah, yeah. My best friend's wedding. It's not really your best friend, but no, no. <laughs> a guy I had sex this, with in college is wedding. Du- Actually, that that is the German title. This dude I banged in college's <laughs> wedding that I sort of got a random invite to. Oh my goodness! After that, I had my yearly family handshake, that was amazing. It, it was it was a direct. Uh, translation so i didn't bother yeah uh, um so question other questions for the question corner i do have one um from myself this time which is um are michael and kimmy still together no i mean no way and if it is that's the biggest bummer because yeah. she's she's being coerced you think yes yeah because she would be like 42 I thought I was thinking it'd be a funny like remake of like them getting together when they just talked about how they broke up three months after. Yeah. Yeah. I know my best friend's fifth wedding. (laughs) So I just wanted to, yeah, I wanted to share that with you. So I guess you guys get you guys thinking about uh, 
How do I think no. I, I mean, I'm very, I'm very hopeful that not. Yeah. I think the yeah. happy ending is no for Same. sure. Same. Um, I had a question from Annie ICU, which was, would this movie be uh, regarded as so iconic and would it be such a fan favorite if not for the soundtrack and the song specifically she was talking about the say a little prayer for you and then like the song that's played in the chase scene which i can't actually remember um i think that was a big part of it was the soundtrack mm -hmm. um yeah i i i think so i mean i think those are a big part of it but i think that like just julia roberts sort of has this like iconic series of movies that kind of make it a crowd pleaser for those that like her yeah totally like pretty woman runaway bride this one like all kind of in a row never seen runaway bride mm. I think it was it's filmed, filmed in, in berlin berlin yeah. maryland that's yeah, right that's which right. was also voted the best small town in america a few that's years right. back i know it home of previous pod introer Lindsay g and Burley Oak Brewery. Shout yep. out. Good Shout deal. out to where Lindsay to G Lindsay works. G. <laughs> I know. I'm always trying to, trying and to respond to the phone. One podcast. of my actual bridesmaids. Oh, yes. Nice. Right. So there you go. Full circle. Um, let's do our Hummers, Bummers, and Bummers. Let's start with our Bummers. I can go first. Okay. Um, I'll, I'm going to just pick something really specific. Um, I am really bummed out on how rude and mean uh, Michael and Kimmy and Jules were to the poor man who was just trying to make a flower delivery at the wedding because <laughs> not only did somebody run into him once. Is this the guy yeah. with the ponytail? I don't know, but somebody ran into him twice and knocked him over. Like he just was trying to do his job and he got like completely like knocked into. Um, yeah, it was just crazy. And then they also stole the bread person's van or was oh, it? Yes. The bread yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was having yeah. flashbacks to like Ali Sheedy and um, in like oh my god johnny fight with short circuit i feel like oh. people were stealing bands a lot in that movie <laughs> yeah just gotta get the right insurance yeah and uh, a couple of my bummers. my bummer is going to be um it's the plight of the working man uh mm. so paul giamatti he mm. is just sort of this hotel worker you know uh, going through very nicely tells uh, Jewel she can't smoke in, yes. in yes. there. You know, hey, it's a no smoking floor. And just she keeps just puffing away. Mm -hmm. And it just, the whole smoking thing just bums me, but just smoking indoors and stuff like that. And just she doesn't get it. And just like, I think even as parting thing, it's like it'll pass or whatever. But it's like, hey, and for the love of God, <laughs> stop smoking. Yeah. You know? And it's just like, he's trying to be nice and you're, you know, the hero of your movie. So you don't have to stop smoking and just, I don't know. It really bummed me out that he's asking you nicely. Just stop smoking. Yeah, I agree. Right. Um, yeah. Man, I have a couple of bummers circled and I'm like trying to actually figure out how to merge two of them, but I'll, I'll start and finish with like, Okay, my bummer is misogyny. <laughs> and I have two examples of that, <laughs> two specific examples. And one is like 
I mean, maybe it's misogyny, but like when they're on that riverboat and they say he says something like this will be the last time we're ever alone together. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I remember what that. are you yeah. talking about? Like, and I just have written next to that ugh, gender. Right. Like, I just it just bums me out that in 1997, it was like so understood that like once you get married, you like can't hang out alone with people of the opposite gender, which is like <laughs> yeah. such a bummer. Dermot McDermott became the governor of Indiana and then the <laughs> vice president, the vice president of the United States. States. I know yeah. it is. I mean, right. Like it's such a bummer. Um, yeah. And I've had like tangential friends that kind of feel like that. And it's, it just blows my mind. And like, similarly, the misogyny that continues in that scene with, we talked about it a little bit, like with the brother, where um when they're in the box office the box seats yeah yeah like him flirting like that whole hug is so gross to and everybody's me. just like, like all sucks. like hooting at it and, and he's being encouraged he's being encouraged and then discouraged as if like dermot mulroney owns julia roberts's body it's like so bizarre yeah. and like i think what's such a bummer about it is the misogyny of like that was supposed to be played for like such an obvious laugh and like yeah oh, obviously this is how you would play about it and like the guys just cheering and like just part of that girl that will just like, I guess part of the ideal woman, like is she'll like literally have sex with somebody from the age of 14 to 92. <laughs> right. Like, it's just so and gross. And more than it. one in one night. And she's there for all, not on I her own. It. If it's her choice, it's one thing, but it's like that she's readily no. available for everybody. Yeah. I hate it. So that's, yeah. that's my bummer. That's yeah, that's, that's in there. That's valid. I crammed too. I cheated a little bit. You did yeah. a double okay. bummer. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was under D- the same broad Double category. bummer dipper. <laughs> yeah. Um, so dumber. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, dumber. Mine will be simple and sweet. Like you've got Rupert Everett on the payroll. Have him <laughs> in the movie more, mm-hmm. you know? You, yeah. I'm trying to think of, you know, like certain characters just a little bit, um, is all you need. And if you get too much, then it's like, just tips it over. I can't imagine having him, like if he was in the movie the whole time, it's not going to make it worse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could have taken so got, some pressure off. Yeah. You got Rupert Everett in there. He's delightful. Yeah. Keep it in there. I think my dumber is going to be like, just the fact that these these people are so like Julia Roberts and Dermot McDermott are so terrible. They're terrible characters. They're not likable characters. And I'm I think like Katie was saying, like 17 year old me loved them. <laughs> and I think I'm it's it's a, it's maybe a bummer dumber, but I think it's dumb that I believed that. Maybe I'll put it back on myself or maybe I was told that. But yeah, at a certain point that like that's what it was like. You were supposed to kind of root for them a little bit with their relationship, you know, to an extent. And unfortunately, I think that's kind of dumb because they're not doing good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's kind of sad that we were told like just unquestionable. It's like mind blowing how different this movie is. Yeah. 17 versus now. Yeah. Um, I'll do a very, very specific dumber where I like just hate Julia Roberts's sunglasses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're perfect circles. I hate that style that like John Lennon so nice. perfect oh, yeah. circle. I hate it. So, so I, 90s. I think it's, I think she's like so fetching and attractive and even like a nineties vest. There's a lot of things like you can put a lot of stuff on Julia Roberts and it doesn't like d- detract from her attraction. 
that those circle sunglasses do. <laughs> so that's my dumber. <laughs> I love it. How about Hummers? I've got two to pivot from, so I'll, I'll wait for someone to go. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I'm not going to say Rupert Everett though. He mm. is, he is a hummer yeah. for us all. Um, I think I'm, I am, but I'm going to lean into the, the Dion Warwick of it all. Oh, okay. And like, this is kind of like as a, as a teenager. Um, so this came out when I was like, we were all very close in age, but, um, like a sophomore in high school. And I kind of had gotten like, honestly, like my first, gay male friend Mm -hmm. um and have since like always very much enjoyed the company of my gay male friends um but that like I was I just enjoyed seeing that kind of relationship and like starting to learn a little bit more about that and to see that kind of like deep friendship and I developed a love for that music that I I didn't really know or understand where it came from and then like um you know, when Jeff and I got together and he has a record player and he had a Dionne Warwick record. And I was like, Oh my God, these songs, like, these are songs that I like love. And then just watching the movie again, I was like, Oh, it's because of this movie. (laughs) (laughs) So it's kind of a broad, juicy Hummer around a few different things. Um, mine is just going to be, and I think it just, some of it comes from y'all's enjoyment of it, but it is the, cat fight in the <laughs> bathroom yeah. especially yeah. just the little like <laughs> this random woman that i just assume is hanging around all the time just echoing people and just kimmy um yeah it, it's that whole environment uh i definitely enjoyed i was gonna say also the just the helium song i yeah. just delightful but the music in general but yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with the, the cat fight just it it had all sorts of layers and yeah yeah that's it uh yeah i had the i had the a hummer written next to the helium um sorry didn't mean to no 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 we already we already talked we already talked about it so yeah. i like exit out yeah. um I mean, I also feel like it's just like unsaid that Rupert Everett is just so amazing in this movie and like all of his quotes are my Hummer. So I'm I'm going to pivot to like highlight to shine some light on. I think my Hummer is going to be Cameron Diaz, mm. who mm. I just feel like I think she's doing something that's actually like a lot more complicated than it looks like, like to be. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and kind of like what Bridget had said, like, it's interesting in 1997 like I, she came across to me as just like this total like saccharine like oh why is he with her and then it's yeah. like oh no she's like awesome and i actually think cameron diaz is awesome too um i i like her in like most of the things that she's in who can be like terrifying too, <laughs> actually but i just really like her in this movie and i think it's actually in 1997 i think it was like a little bit of like a um uh what is the word i'm looking for like unrewarding like a what is it unrewarding role um but i think like she plays it so well like i don't know who else could have played it that well so Which Cameron Diaz. julia roberts wanted her for that role and brought her in yeah. yes yeah i know i was reading some of the other people and i can't remember who they were now but i'm like oh that would have been so different so yeah all right so oh well, should we talk about our outfit Sure. Yeah. Let's talk about our outfits. Um, hey, Katie. Yeah. I see yeah. that you're wearing those uh, little circle glasses yep. <laughs> on your face that you love so much. Ironically. And your t-shirt says, I 
just normally like these sunglasses, not ironically, I like these sunglasses. Don't <laughs> allow myself to convince you otherwise. These are the sunglasses I love. Uh, yeah. And then you also have crab claws on your hand. You're <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to talk about Phillips. Yeah. Um, outfit, which is um, uh, a tank top. Mm-hmm. That says in that font that's normally written, it says George is my co-pilot. Um, you know, it's like sometimes people say God is my co-pilot. Sure. <laughs> Doc is my co-pilot. Sort of like something gothic. Is yeah, the, I think the, it yeah. says George. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's a gothic. Um, but yeah, to to give homage to the George character, um, which I really appreciate. I'd take advice. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then uh your hat. Um, that says, I just don't know what to do with myself. Um, and <laughs> I think it's a real conversation starter. Um, people are just like, what, are you okay? And you're like, it's, it's an homage to the movie, but anyway, yeah. uh, it's like a simple understated outfit, mm-hmm. but I think, I think it's really nice tonight. Nice Elegant. Yeah. Elegant. Eleganza. Um, well, much, much like me, Bridget, you were also wearing those giant crab claws. And I see that you're wearing like a giant, like crab hat and you have that bib that has um just uh the the two two people two people's faces just nearing each other so close and it says i got kissed on the lips at bury the kudas (laughs) (laughs) thank you (laughs) you eat some lobster and crab Covered in butter because they just keep <laughs> dropping it from their yes. lobster hands. <laughs> yes. Oops. Just in your Whoa. hair. In the hair. Uh, running into your eyes. Oh my uh. gosh. <sighs> All right. Is it for real? My best friend's wedding. I can go first since I picked it. Okay. Um, yeah, I thought I was going to like have a no brainer on this, just given my love of this movie. Oh, interesting. Um, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna surprise you guys. I'm gonna say it's for real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think you know we talked about some of the things that are quote unquote problematic, I guess, to this movie, and that it is just it just feel it does feel dated for sure. Mm-hmm. Not just the computers and the cell phones and <laughs> and the the way we look at marriage, maybe. But um, I, I I just think there are enough things to it it's fun to talk about and pick apart mm-hmm. i think the the musical numbers are interesting i think rupert everett is amazing mm-hmm. um there's enough there's enough sort of like 90s culture like if you're like i want to watch some 90s movies like i would maybe throw this one in there you get enough julia roberts you get the julia roberts laugh a lot at the end for sure towards the end um you get yeah i'm gonna say it's for real i'll stop there um, I can go. Mm-hmm. I, or do you want to go Phil? No, you go. Okay. You go. I, um, I am coming from it from a slightly different place, but I like, I won't, but I've, I've ended in the same place. So like, I thought that this movie had a steeper hill or I thought it would uh, be kind of more cringy maybe, mm-hmm. or it was cringy in a lot of ways, but yeah. I was like, Oh man, I was just remembering the plot <laughs> points. And I, Frankly, was bracing for a ton of homophobia, which, you know, like it, it like I, I think Bridget, like you said in the beginning, it actually like, yeah, truly is like a pretty celebrated, like awesome save the movie gay character. Yeah. Um, and so I, I also think this movie 
is for real. I, I, what I, well, what I'll posit though, is that I think you could do a version of my best friend's wedding, much like you do point break live where you could just mm. have any audience member play Dermot Maroney. Like I think <laughs> this movie like is despite Dermot Maroney's performance and, and not even his performance, like the character itself yeah. it's written it's, like, Oh my God, yeah. it is such a tribute to Julia Roberts, Rupert Everett, in particular, and Cameron Diaz, yeah. that this movie is like such an enjoyable watch, despite like what forty percent of it being the character of Michael, right? <laughs> like that's pretty nuts. Um, but uh, nonetheless, as much as like the things that are cringy and like things that are read so differently uh, today, I, I it was it had such like a it was actually not like the shortest of movies, but I. I kind of loved it and I, I had it also really made me laugh out loud at a bunch of <laughs> points mostly at that bathroom scene <laughs> so yeah yep. um when I finished this movie I didn't completely enjoy it um mm. and I'm gonna do a huge like metaphor here it was very much like being stuck in an elevator where oh. you have like a couple that are arguing and you're <laughs> just like Oh my God, this is, this is so awkward. I don't, I don't want to be like watching and seeing this. And then you sort of look over and there's this like cool dude in the corner who's sort of like also rolling his eyes and you're just like, yeah. Um, And then like (laughs) halfway specific experience. Cause that's like, that's like Rupert Everett Everett in this movie. And then you're, you're just like halfway through this sort of, you're watching this argument unfold. You're just like, this is going to make the most amazing story. And I'm going to have a lot of fun talking about it, which is Mm -hmm. what we went through today which mm-hmm. i've really enjoyed um so yeah i was like right after seeing it i was ready to sort of say it's not for real but mm-hmm. in my sort of newfangled thing um it if it makes this cool story that you can talk about i think yeah. that is an important part of saying it, it is for real there's nothing crazy like super awful in it other than like the things you guys highlighted about like <laughs> misogyny and <Sure>. inequality and <laughs> uh, bad stereotypes of marriage i mean they, their relationship isn't going to last anyway so yeah. hopefully that gets worked out i hope she had um, a prenup i would think so yeah yeah right um 100 i think i mean yeah. um she comes from a lot of money but yeah i think there's enough to talk about in this movie that's enjoyable that i'm going to say it is for real and especially because there is because i remember loving this I, I remember or not loving but i remember enjoying this when i watched it originally yeah but just yeah the actual experience of watching it eh, but talking about it so i think people should watch it it's for real yeah it's it's so situated in like the late 90s like it's coming off of those like reality bites do you know what i mean it's just like just like to the left of that and um I guess what I was saying in the beginning of like the breakthrough comedy, like there's that point, there's that metaphor that she uses for like creme brulee and jello. <laughs> that is, I think people ate that up. Oh, and yeah. there's a way that she delivers the lines like, you're never gonna be jello. Like right. that way that she says those words, I'm like, oh, the little that was it. thing, a little. Yes, it yeah. is like friends. I mean, yeah. friends is all over this. Like yeah. it is whatever that comedy is, it's That's like true. all over this movie. It's like if that friends was- made a movie. <laughs> That was in the running to be on one of y'all's t-shirts for what you're wearing today. <laughs> um, you're never going like, to be jealous. I was like, uh, 
I, I'm not going to stick a landing of a Cosby joke, so I sort of decided <laughs> oh, against God. it. Oh, God. At that, yeah. at that, gotten dark. let's get into our song <laughs> of the night. You ready? Got a lot to choose from. Yeah. The moment I wake up, before I put on my makeup, I say a little prayer for you. Oh, it's so good. That it's is good. So smooth. And she so... is Whitney Houston's cousin, right? That's right. Yeah. My only exposure to her is through the psychic network. Sure. I think um, that's where she ended up. But yeah, I had to like work backwards that, from she there. She was like a little beautiful singer. She's good. Well, thanks for watching that, guys. And, thanks for the uh, suggestion. Thanks, Ron G. Ron G. It's on Netflix, by the way, if you yes. want to. So free. along with uh, Mystic Pizza and mm. another Julia Roberts movie, I was sort of surprised there were three. Um, sort of surprised me. I will say that Annie ICU told me that she watched, she speed watched this movie like last year and had the best time ever. I think what that means is she just fast forwarded to her favorite scenes and she's like, mm-hmm. it was the best afternoon I've ever spent. <laughs> It's a great endorsement. Speed watched it, but it still took an afternoon. Oh, yeah. I tried <laughs> to do that. watched it on 0.25 speed. <laughs> I tried to do that with, uh, you know, necessary roughness, and I didn't do, <laughs> did work so well. So, said to the end. Lesson yeah. learned. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Till next time. See ya. Toodaloo.